Welcome to the Love Hope Adventure Podcast, where we talk about the marriage relationship, intimacy, and marriage, and how you can go deeper with your spouse. Today, I want to talk about intimacy and marriage, and I'm not talking just specifically about sexual intimacy. And one of the reasons I want to talk about this is that a lot of times I have people write in and they're all asking very similar questions about how to get their spouse to be more engaged with sex, be more adventurous, try new things, yeah. initiate, what have you, all, like whatever the thing is, right? They just want more out of their sex life. And then I always want to ask the question, well, what are you doing that's really intentional in the rest of your life that's intimate and right. building that intimate connection with your spouse. Because I think sometimes, um, and this is often men writing in, I'm not saying women never write in, they just usually have different questions, but most often it's men. And the first thing that comes to their mind when they're trying to build intimacy with their wife is it's very sexual. And unfortunately... I, I think the word intimacy has come to mean exclusively sex yeah which which is unfortunate it is because that it's such a richer word than that but i mean we talk about i mean just listen to when we use the word intimate right you know we're talking about intimate apparel what does that mean lingerie you know like (laughs) you know uh all these the the word has been stripped so much of its meaning and really it just it just speaks to a closeness. You can have you can have an intimate relationship with a friend right. where it is a deep, meaningful relationship that's very close, has a lot of tight bonds, and is completely a friendship and platonic. No no physical, no sexual, any part of that. Um, you know, even uh, somebody you you would never possibly be romantically interested in. You can have an intimate relationship with. Sure. And when we get rid of that idea and we just couch intimacy means we're having great, awesome sex, we're missing so much more of of what marriage is and can be. I think that's a couple of years back. I remember we had a big, big focus on friendship in marriage. Uh, we did our five foundations of intimacy uh, marriage course that uh, I, maybe is still on the website. I don't even know. And- one of the five foundations was friendship because for you yeah. and I, that was a big part of it. And uh, so when you boil it down to it's just sex, you're missing out on right. so so much richness that your marriage could have. So I think the focus is a lot of times not always right because it's mm-hmm. like so much 100% on building more adventure in the bedroom, right. more less boredom, more excitement. And so then I ask people, okay, so what are you doing when you're not engaging in sexual intimacy to build intimacy? Because if you are only being intentional about sex, you are missing out on so much greater, deeper, richer intimacy with your spouse. Right. And I think that the closer your spouse feels to you, the more connected they feel to you, um, the better the sex life is going to be anyway. Right. The easier it's going to be for your husband or wife to open up to you sexually in the bedroom if you have shared a lot with each other relationally. So 
Um, I think there is a couple of different levels that you can look at here. And we just talked a little bit about the friendship part of marriage. And you're like, you can be really, really intimate with a friend and not yeah. sexual at all. So in that situation, I would say think of your husband or wife as your closest friend. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, like, how close are you and what are you doing if there was no sex and you guys right. weren't? Uh, cohabitating or raising kids together or paying bills together or yeah. whatever, what would you be doing with them to build the relationship? Did you say if you weren't cohabitating? Like just kind of take all those things out of the picture for just a minute because you could say, well, we raise our kids together. No, that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about deepening a relationship between oh, I the two or whatever. I disagree. Because I would okay. include those things. You think um, raising the kids builds intimacy? I mean, it probably does. We are kind of if like you're, if on you're, the war lines. If you're, <laughs> if you're shoulder to shoulder, uh, you know, on the same team as we it's always true. talk about. Yeah. No, that's that's the thing. Um, okay. So our our five foundations for intimacy from that course can we can we even remember them? Communication, friendship, romance, sex. And finances. We we did a whole unit right. in a course called the Five Foundations for Intimacy and in Marriage on like budgeting, like finances. And it, was, it wasn't a budget. It was, we no. weren't doing Dave Ramsey or anything. <laughs> we weren't not doing Dave Ramsey. But it's. I think all of those things. I think that's part of the richness. It's is, just kind of like being on the same page about it. Yeah, because there's nobody else that I sit down and talk about our budget with. There's nobody else that I'm day to day slogging it out, raising the kids. Like I might ask a buddy of mine, like, Hey, how do you handle this when your teenager does that or whatever? <laughs> but you know, he's not there when we're, when we're doing it, when we're enacting, when we're taking away the privileges, you know, when we're grounding the kid or when we're having the talks and figuring things out. Um, it's you that's there. Um, it's, I mean, this, it might sound silly, but like we go to the grocery store every now and then. Yeah. And, um, you know, together we used to do it as like a whole family and, um, there, you know, at different periods in our, in our marriage, we went together. We went as a family. Uh, there've been times where just basically you were doing it on your own and we were here to help unload and everything. But like when we go together, that's a, a bonding experience. You and I, uh, most nights of the week for the last, I don't know, six months or so, go out for a walk at night when this just awful Texas sun <laughs> finally uh, scorches its way below the horizon um, and, and we can go back out into the land of the living again. We go for that walk and I, and I look forward to that so much. It's something as mundane as a walk. I know we're going to have great conversation. We're going to have great time of, of catching up for the day, downloading with each other and all those kinds of things. And I think to me, it's all of those things. It's it's the going out on a, on a date and flirting with each other. It's having sex. It's laughing with each other. It's watching a movie and enjoying it and talking about it later. It's going over the budget and seeing are we still on the same page right. and slogging that out every now and then. It's you know it's, it's you know buying a house. It's uh you know taking the kid uh, to get their license. It's it's so many of those things. It's all of those shared experiences that we have. To me that defines that's what makes 
our relationship so very, very different from every other relationship I have. Right. Yeah. And I think that when you're coming and building intimacy in the relationship, sex is one single part. Although I feel like it can become the biggest division point. Yeah. And... I I feel like sometimes that there are couples who think if they can just get the sex figured out, the rest of it will follow suit. And I'll so that, agree. that's what you started saying earlier was you said, take, take sex out of the equation. Right. And then you also took everything else out. And that's well, why I, I disagree with like, you. Let's just boil it down to the yeah. relationship part. Yeah. I, I, no, I get what you're saying. But, but I would say the same thing, except just stop at the sex part, pull, pull the sex life out of the conversation mm-hmm. and the equation for a second. And what are you doing to build intimacy? What are you doing in your finances? What are you doing in the raising of your kids? What are you doing in the day-to-day, your career, you know, your spouse's career, the day-to-day chores and life and, and all these kinds of things. What are you doing in those areas to, to build intimacy? And then um, my question to a, a person who's concerned about their spouse not really initiating or whatever in the way of sex life, my question is, are they doing other things throughout the day to, yeah. to build connection with you? So I think it's the Gottman Institute that talks about bidding. So um, yeah. bidding is when, you know, your spouse comes in and they want your attention in some way or another. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give it to them, then that's like a sign a couple won't make it. Like they did this however long study. Mm-hmm. And I think that most of the time your spouse may come in and they're bidding for your attention and maybe you're not giving it to them. So you're like, if you're continually killing the intimacy throughout the day and maybe they were trying, maybe right. they've been trying to build intimacy in other ways and they're getting shut down, mm-hmm. um, then that's going to make the bidding for sex even more Difficult. Like, well, if you didn't have no time for me earlier, right? Well, you suddenly got time for me. Okay. Right. right. Um, and then they don't see it as a form of intimacy. They see it as a form of somebody wanting to have a need met. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things I've talked about with sexual need is that when you boil it down to something that's just physical, it's a release. It's something that I have to have or I need. It's like, okay, well, I need to eat, but I didn't feed myself today, so you can do without that thing too. But when you look at it as a relationship builder and you look at all the other things that you do in the day as relationship builders or as something that destroys the relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, it's either going to be adding or subtracting. When you look at all of that, then I think it's going to help you make different decisions right? um, and other focuses. So I have a question for you Hmm. um, because I think a lot of times we just think that men don't want emotional intimacy like they just gravitate towards sexual intimacy. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely the stereotype for sure. So what do you think about for yourself? Like do you think that you didn't crave emotional intimacy? Um, No, I I definitely did. Um, What do you think? Do do you think I... I always thought that you wanted to be very relational. Yeah. Like you're a very relational okay. person. Okay. So I, was, I would yeah. never think of that of you, but I do know a lot of, well, I mean, I have some family members that would fall into the category of not being super relational sure. just in general. Sure. So. Um, no, I, I was curious because I would, I would say 
uh, that no, absolutely. I, I crave emotional intimacy as well, but then I'm like, well, what do you think? <laughs> and, you, and you agree with me. So, okay. Yeah. Good. I'm not, I'm not self deluded. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know, am I, you know, am I defying the statistics or am I showing that, that the popular notion is wrong? I, I genuinely don't know. Um, I know that stereotypically that's the model, right? Is that women want to connect emotionally, men want to connect physically and sexually and that kind of thing. And I, I don't know how well that actually holds up. I, I genuinely don't know. I don't either because most of the men that I know are pretty relational. I can yeah. tell that they do invest in the relationship with their spouse. I think yeah. it is definitely top of mind and more work for them to create dates for their wife. Um, but they, they do it because they know it's important for her. I'm unclear if they would make that a priority if they didn't think she cared. Hmm. So that I don't know about. Right. But I guess the question to you would be if I didn't want to go out on dates, because you know quality time is like one of my biggest love languages. Like, oh, would you make it geez. a priority as much if, if you were married to somebody who didn't have quality time as a core thing? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, I know my gut wants to say, oh, totally. I would I would be pursuing that. But I, But I've also been like, you know, molded in this relationship for 20 years, <laughs> yeah. uh, to, well, more than 20. But, um, so I don't know. I like, I don't know if that's, if that's a result of our life together. I guess you just have to think about how it plays out in relationships. I mean, with I don't other know. People. Like when, when know. we were first dating, like I initiated dates and things like, mm -hmm. so that was something that was important to me even then, even early days before you had a, a chance to, have any well, influence over my life. I guess things probably change when you get married because when you're not living together, dating is literally the only way you can spend time together. Yeah, that's true. So when you get married, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that that's why a lot of times dates can end up going The away. other thing that's, that's uh, causing me to be fuzzy on this is I think, I, I know that right now, yes, I, you know, like I come to you and I'm like, hey, you want to, you know, go to, know. go to lunch or, hey, but was why, it always why don't like we go that? out tonight? I don't think so. Well, uh, yeah, it, no, I, it certainly wasn't always like that, but is that because I, uh, I just didn't have that mentality or was it because we were broke? Because oh, yeah, for a we long time, broke. I'm going to tell you for a long time, dates was a bone of contention between you and I. And part of the reason for that was that I was like, we don't have any money. And so we can't just pick up and go out on a date because we're broke. And then, and then we were broke and had kids <laughs> and didn't have, you know, uh, family around for built in childcare and, you know, no, and all those kinds of things. So I, I don't know. Um, like I want, I wanted to take you out. I just didn't have the ability. We didn't have the ability at the time. And so you and I had to kind of get creative. I mean, I remember many a times where I, you know, I cooked dinner and lit some candles and, you know, we had a little in-home date night and things yeah. like that. So I, I don't know. Again, it's, you know, it's hard to say. It's weird looking back now and saying, how would I have done it? Like if we had the budget now <laughs> that we had the, the other way around, if we, if, if we had then, you know, the, the, the budget we have now, would I have taken you on, on more dates? Probably. I think so. Well, and I so. think also what we were just talking about is because I am a quality time person. That's yeah. how I 
you know, receive love. Um, and Austin's is um, physical intimacy. So I have to be a lot more, you know, hands on. Physical touch and words of affirmation. And, and things like that. Um, for you and your marriage, we're not saying you have to go on a ton of dates or whatever. You have to figure yeah. out what builds intimacy with your spouse. So when I have someone come to me and mm. say, my spouse isn't making sex a priority. Yeah. Um, I tell them, I say, okay, what I think you should do is go to your, your husband or wife and ask them, what are the things that I do that make you feel most connected to me? Mm-hmm. And really discuss it and talk about it and let them get in their feelings about it. And then you tell them when we're having sex, this is how I feel. Like I feel that level of connection to you. Now, I don't know about men as much as women, but I can tell you women can have sex and not feel at all connected to their spouse. Instead, they can feel quite the opposite. They can feel very disconnected, used, hurt, Mm. emotionally abused. Um, I don't know if men feel that can feel that way or ever do feel that way. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything outside of my own head as far as that's concerned. I can't imagine that scenario for myself personally. Like, I can't imagine us having uh, a sexual experience and me coming out and going, boy, I just feel bad about that, you know. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is, you know, that's me in my context. I'm sure, I'm sure that it's, you know. There's, there's a scenario like that for, I think for somebody. for women, one of the reasons for that is that a man is going to be physically stimulated to have sex. Like he's going to have to be already excited to be able to have sex and it's going to feel good. It's going to result in orgasm. But if you have a woman who was not where it didn't feel like anything or maybe right. it even hurt or... Yeah. Maybe it kind of only sort of felt good. Who knows? Yeah. Like that, there's no physical benefit for her. That's the thing. I can, I can imagine... I can imagine what it would have to be like for me to feel uh, abused or used or something like that. I just can't envision that in my, in our context right. is what I'm saying. Like I, I definitely can, can imagine that that those same types of things could be happening with a guy right. um, that there could be uh, you could come out the other side feeling like, well, pff, you know, that was just for her and that was just using me and, and, and that kind of thing. Probably not as common, like you're saying, um, just right. because of the way guys are built physically. It's probably probably not as common, but I'm also speaking out of ignorance. So, yeah, we're just speaking out of ignorance on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but getting back to uh, just building intimacy in in other areas, you've got to learn to be bilingual, right? You have to. You know, the one of the the core ideas of the five love languages is that you tend to have two or three of the five love languages that are like one of them tends to stand out as your primary and then maybe one or two others that are also very strong. And for whatever reason, people seem to find themselves on the other, uh, uh, you know, compliment, uh, a compliment to each other. Right. Right. So like we said, mine is, is physical touch and words of affirmation and yours is gifts and quality time um, and acts of service for that matter. You know, um, so we have mismatched love languages. <laughs> like completely. Yeah, which means, uh, oh man, what was that play? Um, there was a play that I remember watching in, in high school and there was this um, there was this guy that kind of had this had this catchphrase. It was something, he was a horse enthusiast or something like this and he said something about she had a good seat. You know, this this one woman as she was riding, she had a good seat, which meant she, you know, she had good posture and blah, 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 whatever. And 
towards the end of the play, it came about that it was, uh, um, you know, this was, this was his way of, of expressing respect and affection and, and, and all these kinds of things. And, um, what is the princess bride? You know, every time he said, as you wish, he was really saying, I love you. You know, is that idea (laughs) where, you know, if I come up to you and I wrap my arms around you, I'm telling you, I love you. Right. And you're going, ah, get off of me because you're a touch me on it. <laughs> and when, it's yeah. And so <laughs> it's so hot. It's a hundred degrees. <laughs> and on the flip side, so, so I'm saying, I love you and you're not hearing it. It right. might as well be Klingon. And when, when you do some, uh, amazing thing, you know, you, you, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of just like a, a a mundane, you know, like you take care of the laundry because you, you know, your acts of service is one of your love languages. And I'm just like, man, she folded the laundry and whatever. And I don't, I don't say anything to it. I don't respond to it or whatever. And so we're both like standing on opposite ends of the room, shouting, I love you at each other. And the other person's not, yeah, the other person's not hearing it. So you have to learn to both speak and hear your partner's love language. And so if you're, if you're a physical touch person, if your sexual intimacy is your primary means of building intimacy and receiving love and speaking love, you've got to recognize that that might not be the case for your spouse. And so if your spouse is not hearing you say, I love you, and then you don't hear them saying it back because they're not doing it in the language of sex, how do you that's the conversation that needs to happen. Like mm-hmm. you said, what are the things that I do that make mm-hmm. you hear I love you the loudest? And, and then, there could be a list of those things, but what is the thing that makes you hear it the loudest? And then that's probably their love language. Key in on that and do that. And then recognize right. that when they're doing it back, that's what they're doing. They're saying I love you. Well, and the other issue is if, say, you have a person who feels deeply connected through sexual intimacy, right, and the husband or wife gives it to them, and they're like, right, we, we have intimacy, I feel connected right. to them, and then they do nothing else to that right. speaks connection to the spouse, the spouse is like, well, you know. That's where the resentment starts coming in. Yeah. It's like, well, you have done nothing whatsoever to build intimacy with me connect with me but you just expect me to come in here and do whatever the thing is right um and that could be any number of things that could be uh like we can sit down and spend quality time together so i need the quality time and maybe you didn't or whatever the case may be um if i don't reciprocate in a way that you that you hear love after that well then you feel like well you know, she got what she wanted and now she's done. Right. So it's important to that I think that couples really focus on building a relationship that is both mutually satisfying emotionally and physically, whatever that means to both people. Um, but if you're in a position where you're married to someone who you feel like isn't as interested in sex as you are, they're not as interested in uh, talking or what, whatever it is, you know, physical affection, like hugging and fl- kissing and flirting or whatever, not necessarily sexual. If your spouse is not as interested in that thing as you are, it doesn't mean they don't love you. It right. doesn't mean that they aren't trying to connect with you. It just means they're not, they're missing that connection with you. Right. 
And so you have to work together with them to help them understand and explain to them where you feel connected, figure out where they feel connected, and then you guys work together on that. Yeah. So um, I, I, that's kind of what our thoughts are. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. If you would like to you know, keep in touch with us, I would like for you to go to lovehipadventure.com slash newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. I'll send you a copy of my free Sexy Truth or Dare. And then every week I'll send you like our latest blogs, latest podcasts, um, I answer a lot of anonymous questions in that newsletter. That's pretty much our most exclusive content, although sometimes I answer those questions on the blog or videos or here on the podcast. But um, if you'll subscribe to that, then you'll kind of always stay in touch with us. If you want to ask a question, go to lovehipadventure.com, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and there is an anonymous questions form, or you can just email me directly, keely at lovehipadventure.com. If you want to have an actual conversation with me, the people that are filling out the anonymous questions form, they're just subscribing to the newsletter. That's how they get the answer. Mm-hmm. People who are emailing me, then I just, you know, I respond to them. And occasionally I'll bring it up on podcasts or other things, but I don't always put that in the newsletter. So <laughs> just letting you know. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. <laughs>